Welcome to the LDS Mental Health Podcast. This is a podcast for faithful women who want healing in their relationships, guidance from God, and internal peace. Each week, you'll hear mental health concepts taught through a spiritual lens from me, a licensed clinical mental health counselor, to help you start thinking in a higher and holier way. Welcome. On this episode, we will be discussing improving your covenant relationship with God. In February, I was asked to give a talk in sacrament meeting on making and keeping sacred covenants. And as I was writing and giving the talk, I kept getting this prompting that I needed to share this talk on this podcast. And then it hit me. The month of March, I wanted to have the theme of my episodes be relationships. And this talk is really perfectly fitting with the theme of relationships. So without further ado, here is my talk. President Nelson taught the reward for keeping covenants with God is heavenly power, power that strengthens us to withstand our trials, temptations, and heartaches better. Thus, covenant keepers are entitled to a special kind of rest. Now, covenants help us navigate this fallen world with fallen bodies, with people who use their agency unrighteously. And a lot of what we encounter in that's difficult in our life can be due to something that's completely out of our control. Covenants help us endure the unfairness of these occurrences and come out the other side more like the Savior. When we're baptized, we enter into a covenant with God. We promise to take upon ourselves the name of Jesus Christ, always remember him, keep his commandments, and serve him to the end. And we review this covenant each time we take the sacrament. Since this seems to be something that is pretty important each week, I want to focus on the power of this sacred covenant in your life. A covenant is a promise between two parties. The sacrament prayer is constructed as an agreement. On one side or on our side, we take the bread as we promise to take upon ourselves the name of Jesus Christ, always remember him and keep his commandments. In return, the Lord promises to always have his spirit to be with us. Now the water prayer, there's a little less in that prayer. And in fact, it's worded a little differently, but I want to address that at the end because it's extra special as well. Now, Remember what I quoted at the beginning from President Nelson, right? That reward for covenant keeping is heavenly power, you know, to strengthen you, to withstand your trials, temptations, and heartaches better. Well, let's talk first about how we can keep those promises in order to have this heavenly power in our lives that everyone needs. Now, there are two different things that I want to address about covenants as well that might be swimming around in your mind or come up as you are, as I'm giving this talk. The first one is that you don't have to be perfect to keep your covenants. Elder Costa talked about this in general conference. He said, at times, having faith in Jesus Christ may seem like something impossible, almost unattainable. We may think that coming unto Christ requires a strength, power, and perfection, we don't have, and we just can't find the energy to do it all. But what I've learned is that faith in Jesus Christ is what gives us the energy to begin the journey. 
So it may seem like keeping those covenants we make each week during the sacrament may be impossible and require too much from you, but it's the exact opposite. It is in keeping the covenant that you actually receive his energy to do it all, which I'm going to address in a second. But the other thing you want to remember about covenants is that just because you keep covenants doesn't mean bad things stop happening in your life. Elder Costa also said, one of the mistakes we often make is to think that keeping covenants or promises we make to God is somehow a transaction we make with him. I obey. He protects me from anything bad ever happening to me. I pay my tithing. I'll never lose my job or the fire will not burn my house. But then when things don't go as we expected, we cry unto the Lord, carest thou not that I perish. Our covenants are not merely transactional, they are transformational. Now, keeping covenants doesn't mean your life has no problems, or that life is easier, or that you can control the uncontrollable, or that you can avoid the opposition in your life. It means there will be peace in the storm, hope in the unchangeable, joy in the unfair, and happiness in the sadness. Remember, we live in a fallen world with fallen bodies, with people who use their agency unrighteously. So we can't stop opposition from happening in our lives. Just because we keep commandments, opposition is necessary for our growth and learning and is part of the plan of salvation. That's a completely different talk for another day. But As we jump into how you keep your end of the bargain you make each week when you take the bread, remember, you don't have to be perfect. And when that bad things happen, it doesn't mean you are doing something wrong. Okay, Elder Bednar said, making and keeping sacred covenants yokes us to and with the Lord Jesus Christ. In essence, the Savior is beckoning us to rely upon and pull together with him. Even though our best efforts are not equal to and cannot be compared with his. As we trust in and pull our load with him during the journey of mortality, truly his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And President Nelson also taught, yoking yourself with a savior means you have access to his strength and redeeming power. All right, so we have a few things to look at here. We can't keep our covenants without Christ, right? It's difficult to do all of that on our own. We need to yoke to the Savior to receive his power to keep our covenants. And also, it's in the keeping of the covenants that gives us the power. So the key here is the yoking. So what is yoking? Well, in the physical sense, a yoke is a harness um, to pair two animals together so that they can drag a load together as efficiently as possible. And usually you may have heard about this with like oxen plowing soil. And really it's kind of a beam that rests on the front of their shoulders or what they call the withers. And it really distributes the weight, enabling that natural and comfortable movement. Now they make custom fitting yokes where each side of that yoke allows oxen of unequal size or strength to pull together without being dragged by the other. So I would kind of call this the Lamborghini of all yokes, designed 
to fit each oxen's size. Now, farmers used to train their younger oxen, um, less mature oxen, to plow by partnering them with a stronger, more mature oxen. The job of the younger ox was simply to follow in the same direction and keep pace with the teacher ox. The older ox pulled most of the weight and understood the commands of the plow driver. As long as the young ox followed the older ox, everything was fine. But if the younger ox decided to speed up or lag behind, the work became much more difficult. Only by keeping pace with the older ox could the younger ox complete the day's work without collapsing from exhaustion. Jesus is offering us a yoke to help make our burdens easier and lighter through covenant keeping. The Savior has a custom-fitted yoke made just for you because he already experienced everything you have ever experienced through his atonement. Now, I want to share three ways I have found to help me step into that yoke each week to keep my end of the bargain in the covenant so that I can receive that power to endure. The first one is to ask him for help. I ask him for help each day uh, tackling the difficulty of life. Remember, ask and it shall be given unto you. Asking is stepping into that yoke by taking upon you his name. He has, and he has the power to help you with your day, no matter what you need help with. God wants to help you with the small things in your life. So instead of praying for the giant things to change or be taken away in your life, pray for help with the little things every day. Think about your day and what you're dreading, struggling with, or avoiding doing, and ask him for help doing those things. In this, you're taking upon yourself his name because you're literally asking him to help you. You're stepping into his yoke and taking his help upon you. Therefore, keeping the first part of the covenant you make when you partake of the bread. The second way to step into the yoke will actually help you keep another part of the covenant you make each week when you take the bread, and that's to keep his commandments. And you do this by acting. Acting is kind of the most important piece of stepping into the yoke. First, if you aren't acting on things that the Savior would do in your day, you aren't stepping into the yoke. Remember the younger oxen that's learning? If that oxen were to start going its own direction or try to go out on its own, it drains the younger oxen rather than following the path that the older oxen is going. So maybe you look at your day. What are you doing in your day that's trying to pull a different direction than the Savior? What could you eliminate or do less of that is exhausting you and is really not getting you where you want to go? Really think about what your daily path of acting like the Savior is so that you can keep the commandments. Second, the the second part of acting is that after you have prayed for help with something in your prayers, you also need to act on those things. So think about it. The older oxen can't do all the work, right? Have I prayed for help getting all the dishes done and the laundry done, but I never touch a dish or a piece of clothing? How can he help me? He can't. So in order to keep the commandments, we must act in the daily path the Savior would have, would do, and with the things we've asked him to help us with. 
All right, the third way to step into the yoke will help you fulfill the last part of the covenant, which is to remember him. One of the best ways I have found to do this is to assess my life and see where God has shown up for me. You might actually call this gratitude, (laughs) but I wanted to have three A's, so I called it assess because it's easier to remember with three A's. So he is the one that enables you to endure this fallen world with fallen bodies, with people who use their agency unrighteously and come out the other side stronger and a different person. Are you giving him credit for that? Are you really looking back at your day and seeing how he showed up for you? Are you stepping into the yoke daily by remembering him? When you really take the time to assess your day and look at the things you asked for and the ones you actually acted on, did you see him? Did you feel him? Did he provide you with something you couldn't have done on your own? There is power in remembering him in this way. Elder Rasben has talked about this. He said, I do not think that God is insulted when we forget him. Rather, I think he's deeply disappointed. He knows that we have deprived ourselves of the opportunity to draw closer to him by remembering him and his goodness. We then miss out on him drawing nearer to us and the specific blessings he has promised. Ponder their compassion and you'll be blessed with added spiritual sensitivity and become more Christ-like. Contemplating their empathy will help you hold out faithful to the end. Until you are received into heaven to dwell with God in a state of never-ending happiness. All right, I hope you caught something there. Assessing or pondering, in his words, will help you not only remember him, but become like him and endure to the end, which is one of the other promises we covenant to make at baptism. Okay, that's kind of a lot, right? So, but it's really pretty simple. Here's the three A's of yoking and keeping your end of the bargain. When you covenant each week, when you take partake of the bread, ask, act, assess, okay? Doing these three small and simple things each day will bring great things to pass, great things to pass in your life. Okay, now I promised we'd come back to the water prayer. This one is a nice completion to the work you have covenanted to do with the bread. But the water prayer is a little different. So I want to read it to you. And as I read it, I want you to look for any of those covenants we have been talking about. Okay. Oh God, the eternal father, we ask thee in the name of Jesus Christ to bless and sanctify this water to the souls of all those who drink of it, that they may do it in remembrance of the blood of thy son, which is shed for them. That they may witness unto thee, O God, the eternal Father, that they do always remember him, that they may have his spirit to be with them. Amen. Okay. Did you see that this isn't asking us to take upon us his name or keep the commandments or remember him always? It's asking us to drink the water as a remembrance or representation in that present moment as you drink the water that you in that moment are remembering the blood that the Savior shed for you. This allows you to show up each week imperfect, not being able to do everything you covenanted to to do in the bread prayer and show your devotion to repent and try again. 
to recognize that the atonement that Christ made for you by shedding his blood in the Garden of Gethsemane for every sin, burden, and pain you have ever experienced is this probationary state and can be taken care of. This water prayer reminds us of our brokenness and our inability to see perfect, to be perfect in all things. The God that God understands this life is not easy with all the opposition that we are expected to endure. He knows that we will inevitably fail and his grace and mercy he has provided a way for us to covenant with water that we right in that moment of drinking the representation of his blood he shed for us. Remember, he may have his spirit to be with us if we try again this week. That weekly covenant we each renew is sacred, powerful, and merciful. It's something that I know I can't live without, and I strive each week to make sure that I can partake of and be able to receive that power and remember my end of the deal. All right. That was the end of my talk. Of course, I bore my testimony. Um, But I I just wanted to say one more thing um, about this. Now, those three A's, ask, ask, act, and assess. Those aren't easy to say in a row. Those are three things that I actually have um, a prayer journal for that I outline, like I'm able to ponder what I want to ask God about. I'm able to sit down and ponder my day and write down those things that I I, where I saw him and and assess those things. And I can write down those actions that I need to take or the results of those actions in this journal so that I can keep it all contained and just really do more assessing on that, right? Um, it's been really helpful for me to keep that focus and really build that relation, that covenant relationship with my savior. I feel more trust and and um, closeness with my savior because I take that that um, time to really spend with him each day doing that. So I'll link that prayer journal in my show notes if you want to check that out as well. Hopefully this talk was meant for somebody. If it was meant for you, reach out and tell me. Um, I know that God wanted me to share it for a reason, so maybe it was for you. But hopefully you'll tune in this month. We're going to talk all about relationships. I'm going to have an awesome guest coming on talking about dating your spouse, which will be fun. We're going to talk about making and keeping friendships and boundaries. That's always a fun topic. So hit uh, subscribe or follow on whatever podcast app you're listening to. Um, If you're not listening to this on a podcast app and you're on my website, go find the podcast app on your phone so that you can hit follow or subscribe and listen to more of these episodes as they come out. All right, I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the LDS Mental Health Podcast. I hope you were able to find ways of healing, guidance, and peace. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend who would love to start thinking in a higher and holier way as well. Or hit that follow button so you don't miss out on any episodes. Also, check out the links in my show notes for other episodes you might like and links for other mental health resources on my website.